0: To zing this, you got me, Zinger,
1: and I'm Ellie.
0: And I don't know if we, we 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 do this enough, but um, we we like to welcome any new listeners we have, and of course, you know, thank the the old listeners that have been with us as well. And the reason we're doing that is because if you are tuning into this and you just came from tales from the fandom with david ginsburg we were just on his show this week um talking about the podcast as well as stuff that we're fans of and that was a lot of fun to record with him yeah and if you did not just come from that definitely go check out tales from the fandom where we were actually on this week with him so that was a lot of fun to record with him he he was really fun to talk to Ellie had a lot of fun poking oh, yes. fun at me.
1: <laughs> like always.
0: So 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 definitely check that out. Once again, that is Tales from the Fandom. And once again, if you're coming here from that, welcome. Or if you're just new to listening to the podcast, welcome. So with that, um, let's get into some 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 stuff. It's been pretty pretty busy in the world of Pretty heavy? Yeah, yeah, in the world of geek and news related stuff. Um so I think this has been going around for a while. It's just I th- I've i been seeing a little bit more about it recently. Apparently, they're going to be re-releasing Logan nice. in black and white, possibly, which I think that, that would be a very interesting thing that would, I guess, we, we, we say movies on the podcast normally, mm-hmm. but that would make it, I guess, the quote unquote film at that point. It would it'd be more of a film experience as opposed to a movie experience. Right. Whole, jump that genre there. Um, do, what, what do you think about Logan being in black and white?
1: I think it would be interesting. I don't want to see um, stuff all the time in black and white, but it would be a neat perspective, definitely.
0: I, I definitely would like that as a feature on, I don't know, the Blu-ray. Definitely could put that on there. Yes. Or you can just switch out the color. Or you right. just turn off the color on your TV, too. I guess if you really <laughs> wanted it.
1: You could make your own black and white experience.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um, so we've got Guardians of the Galaxy, which will be out at the end of this week. I do have some stuff from that I could talk about. I'm going to wait, though, for it to be more confirmed about just some stuff that I've heard. And we haven't gotten to see it yet, so it's one of those I'd rather see with my own eyes and talk about it first. Right. So, but apparently Vin Diesel has shown interest in a Groot spinoff or fo- or movies focusing more on Groot. Hmm. Wonder how that would go, considering his vocabulary consists of "I am" and Groot in that order. Well, it, it sorry, would have exclusively, to have exclusively in that order.
1: Yes, it would have to have Rocket with him.
0: I I, th- I think it would be interesting and a lot of fun. It just depends. I mean, I don't know if Marvel. I'm not saying Marvel's desperate for ideas right now, but I don't. Know. I, I'm just. It's it's cool that that he's really embracing this character.
1: Well, no, I mean. I, from the Marvel side, it's not that they're desperate; it's just they're wanting to make money, and right. you know, you got to cash in while it's hot. So,
0: speaking of making money, the <laughs> co- their co-star Chris Pratt wants to extend his contract.
1: That's fine with me.
0: I, I don't, I don't think it's over money though. I think it's over. He wants to continue to play Star Lord and wants to lock in, you know, guaranteed x number of films. Well, he's
1: great at it. So. He does
0: a he does a fantastic job, like I said. Really excited to see the new new film it's getting it's getting reviews in everything and they're pretty positive for the most part so i mean maybe we'll be covering that very shortly on the podcast but but yeah so that's kind of some marvel news real quick and actually just more guardians news Mm -hmm. but now let's jump over to the dc side of things with and i i know this has probably been talked about before but i don't know i just kind of want to mention this now teen titans tv show possibly live action live action Team Titans, as well as Young Justice, will officially be coming back on DC's new streaming service they're introducing. So,
1: I don't think that's going to be very hard to do.
0: So that's 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 interesting with the Young Justice, but as for the live-action Team yes. Titans, I know you're a fan. Oh yeah. Who would you like to see portrayed in that? Since there's no real rights issues with 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 DC oh, just on who like can
1: which characters.
0: Yeah. what... one. one like I mean, there's tons of characters to choose from with Teen Titans, so I guess, yeah, I guess let's limit each of us to three each. How, well, how about
1: um, that? I mean, mine are probably going to be boring because I I love the main ones. Um, I have to have Raven. Okay, it's hands down Beast Boy. All right. Um, and gosh, I love all of them. Robin. I can't, I can't, I can't have it without Robin.
0: Hold on, which Robin, though? I know. Now, the only reason I ask that is, would it be Dick Grayson, or would we possibly, (sighs) I don't know if they'd they'd let them do Nightwing, though. Or even have Robin in it. I mean, I I kind of feel you... Well, I mean,
1: and in the cartoon, uh, Nightwing's not a huge part of it. He's in it, but it's more Robin. You mean
0: in the, um, the Teen Titans one from a few years back. yeah. Not not Go. not the Go or the more recent right. straight to, straight to um home video ones.
1: Oh, I was just talking about yeah the Go and the regular one, not the all the animated movies and all that well, stuff. Yeah, if
0: they had Robin, I'd rather have it to where it was one of the other ones, not Dick Grayson, so that you could have Nightwing possibly pop in for an episode or two.
1: And and when I read um the Teen Titans comics, um there's a lot of really cool characters that they have in there too. Oh, I can't remember the one lady's name. She'd be kind of cool. Which one? It's in the New 52 run. Um, Wonder Girl? Is it Wonder Girl? It might be Wonder Girl. It's possible. I don't know. There's so many good ones. I'm I'm just going to stick with the classics Beast Boy, Raven, and Robin.
0: All right. I would probably go with... I, I definitely like Starfire. That would well, be cool yeah. because I I don't see us getting a live action version of her any other way. If that makes any sense okay i don't see her being integrated into anything else cyborg of course we will see integrated even though he's kind of more with the comics now affiliated with the justice league
1: yes yeah
0: um as
1: he, i he's grown up a little <laughs> as i said i'd
0: like to see nightwing
1: mm-hmm. oh well, maybe not
0: as part of the team but as a mentor that would come in every now and yes, then yes
1: that would be really cool that I, that, I, that
0: would be cool yeah and i guess let me go with the left field one here real quick um He's been on the team of here and there, but um, Superboy would kind of be cool, mm-hmm. and it's kind of up to whichever one, I mean, because you've got several different ones to choose from. You've got Superman's legitimate son right now, who is the current Superboy, so so that would be cool, or you could do uh, Connor Kent as well, who mm-hmm. was the one that was in the New 52. I don't think he, I think he's not in existence right now, if I remember correctly, in the comics. Okay. But yeah, I mean, that that would that would kind of be a cool one. Or they could just mix it up and have some other people on it too.
1: Oh well, like I said, just from the comic books that I've read from the New Fifty Two, there's so many characters in there.
0: I guess they probably wouldn't do Superboy because they probably want to distance themselves from the if they for the Young Justice stuff. Mm. So they probably want to distance themselves and more use more exclusive okay. to the Titan ones. But Wasp
1: that... is the character that was in the, the show, mm-hmm. the Teen Titans cartoon.
0: Uh, Blue Beetle's been one that they've yeah. been pushing heavily recently. So yeah. that, uh, but once again, he's Young Justice been featured in that. Yeah. So. Well, anyways, we've got more news <laughs> to talk we about. Could we go could go on yeah, and we on could, about Teen Titans. So. We, we could talk about Teen Titans all day. <laughs> um, so we have a possibility of another video game. Movie. Well, actually, not a possibility. It is happening allegedly. Um, The Rock is going to be in Rampage, the game rampage the movie sorry based on the game rampage
1: i got gotcha. which if
0: you don't remember what that game was it was one where you basically turn basically turned into like giant monsters of some mm-hmm. sort and just destroyed the city destroyed yeah. buildings
1: how are they gonna do that into a movie i don't know okay but i mean i feel like it's gonna have to be like a godzilla type movie
0: i i feel like it's a comic ver- like a comical version of that
1: well yeah, but I'm just saying it
0: will be what they have to do. Now, here's the thing. I'm not trying to start I know we've discussed this in the past on a previous episode and we probably will discuss it in the future again, but video game movies don't really have the best rap. No, in the world. they don't. But apparently The Rock has said that he wants to change that.
1: If anybody can change it, The Rock can change it. And
0: on top of that, since we just got done with DC, he's supposed to be um Black Adam. Yep. in that as well which what's going on with that i i, I can, can can i get an on set photo just something yeah so, something would be cool but who knows what's happening with that i i can look up stuff on it but it's kind of probably in the same limbo it's been in for a while <laughs> and he apparently i'm sorry to talk about the rock for a second i don't think you you're, can always talk about i was about, about the to rock. say i don't think you're <laughs> you're you're upset about that but <sighs> he apparently wants to have um black adam be more of a he's he's a he's an Mm anti-hero which he isn't he's he's a hero when he feels like it in the comics most of the time he's a villain but sometimes if it if it suits his needs he will do what he ever he wants so i don't know i think that's interesting i kind of would like the the rock to be just complete villain in something though
1: yeah he plays too many good guy roles
0: he he does uh (laughs) the only one i want to
1: see him break out
0: I mean, he started out with the the Scorpion King, if we have to mention that. Well, in The Mummy Returns as the Scorpion uh, King, but I guess that was sort of villain-esque. Yeah,
1: hmm. yeah.
0: Who would you say is one of your favorite actors from the Jurassic Park movies? Minus Jurassic World, I'm not letting you include that. Because you oh, obviously you say know Chris who Pratt. I'm,
1: I was going to say, you know who I'm going to say?
0: Who we just got um, done discussing.
1: Well, the dude that talks about the theory and he has the cup with the water.
0: Jeff Goldblum. Yes, he's
1: awesome. Dr.
0: Malcolm will be returning, actually, for oh. Jurassic World Two. Well, heck yeah! And apparently, he has a food truck he's he's <laughs> he has right now.
1: <laughs> that is fantastic in real life. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I
0: was apparently, like, he's he gonna have
1: a-, a food truck in the movie.
0: <laughs> I, I sorry I'm, I'm just thinking of the chase scene with the T-Rex with a food truck oh, instead
1: right oh what kind of food does he fix
0: it's sausages i think oh. i think it's like sausages or something oh, okay. i don't know i just kind of saw that mentioned about it so that's
1: nice well I, that is a popular thing nowadays are food trucks
0: so um so yes yeah, so that's definitely a fun thing um so As we all know, I'm a fan of certain older 80s, I guess, era cartoons. But there's one I I, I knew about and I kind of liked. I just never really got into it. But apparently, it's going to be making a big screen re-debut. He-Man.
1: Oh, Son of Zorn.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: love that show guys by the way
0: um so so yeah so apparently that's getting a, a release in i believe um the near future and by near future i mean within the next four to five years oh okay so or no wait We're sorry she ra
1: so- too or just he-man
0: <laughs> did you ever watch she-ra
1: i did watch she-ra
0: i remember he-man i just remember skeletor kind of in the, yes. in the power gray skull and that's a like i i know the meme worthy stuff i guess from right. it now i right. i I know they did a few reboots, a reboot of it recently, and of course, I know we're not mentioning it, but there was the live action one with Dolph Lundgren. Oh
1: my gosh, yes. Wow. Yes. Sorry.
0: So, I guess we got that to look forward to if you're a Mm -hmm. fan of 80s cartoons and Transformers is to Michael Bay for you. Michael Bay sound. Always the explosions. Yes. Moving on. So, we got some video game stuff to talk about real quick. I know this is probably something you're not the most excited about, but I'm going to mention it. So they really smarks. <laughs> Actually, this is not a, <laughs> this, this is, except for the last thing I think we're going to discuss in the video game. Part of our news is probably the least favorite Ellie video game related discussion. You must
1: be talking about call of duty.
0: Yes, the <laughs> Call of Duty trailer, we did kind of brief on it last week, but they did release a trailer. Not it, knocking
1: it, though. I know it's very popular with a lot of people, so it's just not mine.
0: They're going back to World War II, yep. which, is, which I think is a good move for them to do that. I'm not, I'm not saying anything negative or positive about it. I'm All just right. saying I think it's an interesting move. They're doing D-Day Invasion on the Beach, which, okay. would, which hasn't been done for a very long time, and I'd like to see that with updated graphics. That might be good. So I'm I'm interested, but it's a Call of Duty game, so it's one of those when it's on sale for me. It's not a. Not
1: Have to get it release day.
0: Bingo. Right now, on the opposite side of that fence, something I will probably want to get on release day, if not the two hundred dollar collector's edition. Ah,
1: uh, Marvel versus Capcom.
0: Infinite, which the collector's edition is supposed to come with statues, uh, little Infinity Stones. It's
1: so expensive though. I know,
0: I know, but I mean, I. I like what I've seen so far. It's right. It's have Ultron in it. So that's really cool. And it looks like it's going to have an interesting storyline behind it where it's kind of melding the two worlds. Right. Um, they haven't announced the full character roster. Chris Renfield, um, Chun-Li, Ryu, uh, Captain Marvel, Hulk.
1: I'll probably be more interested in just watching you play it. <laughs> well,
0: there's a character that I thought of that I'm kind of like... I really hope they put him in, because it's one I keep forgetting they have the rights to. Okay. Azura, from Azura's Wrath. Oh. He would be cool to have in there. He would I feel be like great.
1: He would be overpowered.
0: Well, uh, then you you got him, and of course you got Thor and other people. And I'm Hulk, just so.
1: saying, Azora's wrath.
0: That game was over the top.
1: <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. But
0: he would be cool to have in there. I, if, he if, would. If anyone is listening, I, I I'd I'd like for him to be in there. That that would be a fun character to have from the Capcom side.
1: They are definitely listening to us.
0: I hope. <laughs> and on that note, I wonder which Wolverine they're gonna have. Hmm. Since currently he's quote unquote dead in the comics, I wonder if they're going to have. Maybe they, they had X23 in the previous game.
1: Well, maybe they'll have one version of Wolverine and then it'll be a skin.
0: I think that they'd do it separate. They'd separate them again because they did in the previous game have. They fought similar, but they did have kind of a little bit more distinct fighting styles. Maybe they'll have old Van Logan for all we know. Yeah, or maybe true. they just won't care about what's going on in the comics right now because the Thor is odin's son thor not uh jane foster thor so i'm sure you could probably download packs and stuff that have right other skins or other characters so who knows we'll see what happens with that i'm excited i'm mm-hmm. definitely excited so we're gonna move on to nintendo's recent announcement of a new new ds and i'm saying new both as something that is coming out that's new and as in the confusing title new 2ds xl so it is supposed to be like the full size version but without the full full size full screen same size as the XL, the 3DS XL or the sorry the new 3DS XL but just does not have the 3D feature which
1: That's fine with me.
0: which mm, 3D feature is nifty I but I don't it's,
1: care for the 3D feature.
0: I just I just feel bad for people working in retail that have to Sit there, and oh, it's like, do you, do you have the new new DS? Do you have
1: the new new, or just, just the, the new, new yeah, DS? Yeah, exactly. It,
0: it's, it's a little confusing. It's too
1: much. Uh, Nintendo, calm it down. <laughs> just calm it down.
0: Finally, our last little bit of gaming stuff before we get into today's topic. We discussed the other week Telltale Games, and I don't know if we made it clear enough we were both big fans of Tales from the Borderlands. Yes. Well, apparently, May's game with PlayStation Plus is Tales from the Borderlands.
1: Well, they obviously listen to our podcast. They
0: obviously must have been listening to our <laughs> podcast. and And yes. you know what? These guys like that game. That's Give right. Give it to people for free.
1: That's right. Give it to the people.
0: Give it to them. <laughs> so, so, so if, if you have PlayStation Plus and you, and if you want to, you can go back and listen to that previous episode of ours. Mm-hmm. Definitely check out this, that game. Get some it,
1: Telltale Love.
0: It's definitely a fun game and worth it whether you pay for it or it's free. That 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 one was definitely one that I thoroughly enjoyed playing.
1: Right. Definitely.
0: So, we had a comment actually on our Facebook page that raised an eyebrow for us. And we we are not against, you know, giving uh, you guys out there, you know, commenting, sending us stuff. You know, if you have any ideas for stuff that you'd like to hear us discuss, we'd love to hear it. Oh, we got yeah. one from Paul who is also the host of the very popular Varmin's podcast from Blazing Caribou. Yeah. And he sent us this comment on our Facebook.
1: Well, he said, and we have read this before, but we'll read it again. What does Josh Whedon do really, really, really well? The thing that immediately came to my mind was create a character that you fall in love with and then kill him or her.
0: So we decided to have our discussion today... Based around, I know one of your favorite writers and directors. I I like him as well, but you're a bigger fan than I am. I can say that definitely of his work. We're going to discuss Josh Whedon. And we also have a comment, another little thing from Paul. Because I did ask him, what was his favorite thing that Josh Whedon has done? And his response was the first Avengers movie. Any claim... I'm, I'm not going to read his his message verbatim. hmm I'm just going to hit the high points on it, because I think it's something we'll probably be discussing anyways. Do you want to read it, or do you just want me to hit the high points on it real you quick? You can
1: hit the high points. It's fine.
0: All right, cool, cool. Um, The first Avengers movie, it was almost perfect, had a great combination of humor and action. Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk saved the character, because this was the... He was recast, and this was basically an attempt at actually trying to get the Hulk right after the lukewarm response to the Edward Norton movie. Mm-hmm. The Edward Norton version of him. Yeah. And he did a great job. Um, And he does mention that he'll even forgive him for the Whedon tropes of killing off beloved characters, Agent Coulson, even though he was brought back, which we will probably be discussing some of the, we'll be discussing a little bit more in detail. I just wanted to point out this was his favorite, one of his favorite things that Josh Whedon has done was the Avengers movie. So with that... Let's get into our discussion today. We do have a few other comments, but we'll save those for the end. We just wanted to do Paul's right now because
1: he's the one that suggested the, he's
0: the one the that topic. suggested this topic. Yes. What? Okay. Let's let's do this for where any, do you
1: dive in?
0: Well, I was about to say for any uninitiated yeah. into the Whedonverse. Yes. What stuff has Josh Whedon done? I mean, we already mentioned the Avengers, but well, I'm sure you'd love to.
1: I mean, most notably Buffy. Mm-hmm. Of course, everybody yes. remembers Buffy. Um, That was seven seasons. Um, Angel, the spinoff from Mm -hmm. Buffy. Obviously, another very popular one. Those probably are the biggest ones. Um, And, of course, Firefly and and Serenity.
0: Something you might be a fan of, maybe? Maybe, possibly? (laughs) And and
1: we'll talk about the... uh... The curse of, of Whedon when it comes to TV shows. Ugh. That, obviously, that title would be right along there. And he's done a lot of really cool um, tidbits here and there that we will talk about. But uh, I would say Buffy and Angel and Firefly are are what really started the cult that is...
0: The verse. The
1: verse, Mr. The, Josh the, the, Whedon. the cult of Whedon. But I'd like to kind of start out... Um, with with Josh Whedon is he comes from a very very talented family, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know if a lot of people really you know have gotten into that side of him. You know, I, I love 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 this man. So I just think he's great. Probably calm it down.
0: <laughs> I know I know
1: he's he's a little opinionated sometimes. Uh, he's a little feisty, uh, but who isn't? You know, everybody's nobody's perfect. Uh, but his father, Tom, was actually a screenwriter for Electric Company, Golden Girls, Benson. Um, I'm sure everybody knows the Golden Girls, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was his father. And his grandfather actually wrote for the Dick Van Dyke show and Donna Reed show. So I know Sorry. that's, that's. but that's, that's going back a little ways. But just to kind of give you the caliber of writing talent that is in his family.
0: Well, wasn't his mother also?
1: Well, she was a, a radical feminist. Okay. And that's kind of why a lot of times Josh Whedon has, um, if, if you want to, that's something I was going to talk about a little bit later, but.
0: Oh, okay. I, yeah. I just I just knew that his mother did yeah. did some stuff as well.
1: Mm-hmm. So I, I just kind of wanted to point that out. It's just the fact that he, 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 wasn't a first generation writer he's definitely had it for multiple generations in his family he, he came by from, it honest <laughs> he, can, he comes from good
0: stock <laughs> yes he
1: does <laughs> um so i don't know if there's anything in particular you wanted to start off with talking about him but
0: i'm gonna let you kind of spearhead this because i mean we we only mentioned a tidbit of stuff i'm sure we'll kind of touch on other stuff but there's a few things in i
1: mean and well yeah
0: in his later career, that that I'm that I, I like, but there's a few right. things in his earlier days that people might not know about. Right. So that's definitely something interesting. I guess we could kind of cover what he did before he did Buffy and really kind of took off there.
1: Right. And and he's he's had um he's mainly behind the scenes. You know, most of his stuff is writing, directing, um, you know, screenplay that sort of thing. He has done some. Some other, other stuff here and there. Um, I, I think this one is pretty funny. Uh, he has done some uncredited stuff for some movies. Okay. And one of them is Waterworld, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. I don't know if we've ever talked about Waterworld. Justin thinks I'm crazy because I actually do like that movie. With, with Kevin Costner.
0: What? I, I know which one you're talking about. Like, just... You're
1: like blankly staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what movie I'm talking about, right? I, I, Where he I, recycles I... his pee on the boat? Come on, it's awesome. It's great. <sighs> it's great. Okay, well. Well, anyway. For all of you terrible movie fans out there, I love Waterworld. And he actually helped on Speed. Um,
0: the These were Speed. uncredited script yes. doctor, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, uncredited stuff. And, um, gosh, there was uh, Roseanne. I know he did some stuff for Roseanne, which...
0: Staff writer. Blew
1: my mind, yeah. Yeah,
0: that that, that one you don't see. I know. But here's the one I'm interested in. I mean, I I personally like. He worked on the... Well, he co-wrote Toy Story. Yeah. And restructured a lot of it, including introducing the character of Rex, which... Mm -hmm. Which was like his little like claim to fame of I I made this character, which everyone loves Rex.
1: And who's Rex? Just in case somebody doesn't know. A dinosaur. Yes.
0: Which dinosaurs might come back up in another show. (laughs) I I see a theme here. I
1: know which one you're talking
0: about. Speaking of themes, though, something that will come up a lot more in his work is strong female characters. And he sought a better role for Barbie within Mm -hmm. the script as well. So that's interesting.
1: That is very interesting.
0: So that, so that was his work on Toy Story, which is one I don't think a lot of people know about, no. possibly. Yeah.
1: Well, and, and if we're going to stick to animated type stuff, um, a couple series that I love is, of course, I love Titan A.E. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fantastic. Uh, really, really good story. And then um, the two Atlantis movies
0: oh really mm-hmm. i actually enjoyed the atlantis movie the first yeah. one i don't know if i've seen that. the the first one i thought was it was one of those that i saw when i was older so i got to appreciate a lot of the more adult humor disney was throwing out yeah if, they if, that, had, if, if that makes any sense I, yeah
1: there was uh milo's return
0: mm-hmm. that was the sequel
1: and then lost empire
0: that was the first one
1: mm-hmm. but they, they, they i i loved i liked both of them um, but yeah, he was, he was on that too.
0: So I get, oh, and I guess we should mention it. Alien Resurrection. He <laughs> apparently worked on the script for that too.
1: He did. And, um.
0: Strong female character.
1: I have to Ripley. say, this is where his attitude comes into play. All right. So when he was doing Alien Resurrection, um, you know how a lot of times the people that write the scripts versus the directors. Mm-hmm. Kind of have a little little, little bit of trouble. Don't, don't see eye to eye. Well, yeah, because you write something and you envision it, and if you're not also directing it, clearly sometimes the director is going to take what you wrote and maybe do their own impression of it. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, Whedon did not like, there was one particular part that Whedon did not like the way the director took his stance on it, and he got so bad, he went to the bathroom and punched a stall. He, like, hmm. punched a dent in the stall because he was so frustrated over what was happening in the movie at the moment. So I think that's awesome. He's he's hilarious.
0: All right. So I guess since we're, we're good with the early works and that's interesting, yeah. I did not realize he <laughs> went and punched some bathroom hey, stalls. Hey, you
1: know, sometimes you just got to take your anger out on a bathroom stall.
0: Apparently. We're not condoning the actions of taking your anger out on a bathroom <laughs> stall, by the way. <laughs> Only
1: if you really need to.
0: And if your name's Josh Wheaton.
1: <laughs> exactly. We love you.
0: So, <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This is a yes, I please. think um, pivotal <laughs> pivotal um, mov- TV show for a lot of people. Well, movie um, first. Movie first and then TV show. Yes. Definitely developed a lot of characters and definitely also developed his reoccurring um, casting as well of certain people. He likes
1: to He likes to recast the same actors a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is definitely something. He gets a a little group that he really loves and feels comfortable with, and that's clear. Which, I don't think he's the only one that really does that. There's a lot of directors that like to use the same actors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But with the original Buffy movie as well, he actually walked off set of that movie because he was frustrated by a certain Donald Sutherland.
0: Oh. That was
1: playing the watcher, Buffy's watcher, Merrick. So...
0: Interesting. Yeah, so
1: he, he has a little bit of a, a temper when it, he's very passionate. Yeah, like, that, let's, I, I think that's let's the, better use the word. right word. Passionate about his writing.
0: <laughs> All right, awesome. And I mean, yeah. this series went on to be very successful as well, well and yeah. also build very strong female archetypes for a lot of the characters.
1: The and the the fan base is just crazy, and this was one of the first times that. Um, you go from the T V show that's seven seasons mm-hmm. and they're actually working on the fourth season since the T V show in comic book form. So it's it's really cool because there's there are series that inspire comic book stories and, and you know, have their own offshoot stories, that kind of thing. But this is one of the first times they've actually continued the actual season. Into comic book form. So, there has been season 8, 9, and 10, and they're currently working on 11.
0: That led to Angel. Yes. Which...
1: off for Angel. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Which, if you like, talk about that, which I know was one of our listeners' mentions for their favorite work, but we'll get to that later.
1: Yeah, and they they did five seasons of Angel, and I'm sure we're getting ready to get into it, but the, um, the Whedon curse <laughs> with with, you know... His shows, yeah, kind of. A, a lot of people consider Angel as part of that curse, which I don't, but it's just a matter of opinion. Um, obviously, Buffy did so well, yeah, and then Angel came, and then we had some other shows like Firefly and Dollhouse, which I watched both seasons of Dollhouse. Um, but a, a lot of people started saying there was a you know a curse with. With Whedon's shows, just because, you know, they do. How do I say this?
0: Critically, they're very critical. They're very fan approved.
1: But they get canceled.
0: Yes. Yes. They have a cult. They they all seem to gather a very quick mm-hmm. cult following. There we go. There's a good. And way do to you put think
1: it. it's cult following because of the show or just because of who writes it?
0: Who writes it, I think. think I, so? I I think the show contributes, but who writes it?
1: Because I know I watched Dollhouse just because I knew Whedon did it. Bingo. But I did enjoy it. I mean, it got a little dry after a while. I can kind of see why it got canceled, that particular one. Um, but, I mean, Firefly was just doomed from the start. They, well, they aired them. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: Oh, no, no, no. I just wanted to say something about Angel because we are definitely moving to Firefly. But yes. Apparently, the cancellation of Angel from what I was doing my research on was kind of we didn't asked them very early on to renew the series, like way early on to renew the series, and they basically canceled it. And it is thought that if, they, that if he did not ask them that early on to renew it, it probably would have been fine.
1: It's possible, so, but, but that's, once again, and it was five seasons, mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, for today's standard... That's pretty good. That's pretty good, so...
0: <laughs> I mean, that, then again, I guess he might have felt that... He, not... not Just just saying, he might have felt like he had five seasons... They, they were going into their fifth season, you mm-hmm. know. Obviously, this is a successful show. It shouldn't be too far out of line to ask for a sixth season, guaranteed. Right. So, who knows? It's it's in the past. I mean, it, it definitely moved on to other... He moved on to other stuff, which... Firefly is what we'll, right.
1: we'll talk and, about now. And just to wrap up on Angel, um, if you do like that series, there is a lot of comic books for that as well. So if you really did like that show and you want some more Angel, uh, they have done tons of Angel comic books, even some solo runs for Spike and a lot of the other characters from it. So there's a lot of, lot of material for you to read if you want to get more of that as well. But yeah, Firefly definitely uh let's firefly the problem with firefly is it was aired on that awful friday night Mm -hmm. time slot and they actually aired the episodes out of order
0: which is not good when you have a (laughs) continuing narrative
1: (laughs) yes so i mean
0: what the crap some shows have you know where certain shows you can watch out of order and it's fine, but
1: you cannot this, with this, show. this
0: one had a continuing a, yeah. a kind of like, I mean, yeah, some of the episodes didn't really move the plot along, but it was important to know certain things. And yeah, that being aired out of order and not even completely airing the series as well. They,
1: yeah. They did. Was it was at the last two episodes. I believe
0: it is the last two that did not get aired.
1: I, and I just want to talk about this show, how phenomenal it was. I, it just, I remember watching it, I actually watched it when it was being aired. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I was a fan from the very beginning. And I've watched it, I don't know how many times. But it's just, it just drew me in so quickly. The casting was phenomenal. I, I can't even say how great the cast. And, and we see people play with dinosaurs in this show. Yes. Um, <laughs> wash.
0: Yes, Wash. Uh, Alan Tunick.
1: Yes, he loves Alan Tunick too. Yes, he does Alan- cast him a lot.
0: Alan Tunick is definitely a great um, actor and everything. Mm -hmm. I think he did a great job in this. He does a great job in a lot of stuff he does. He did great in Moana. Yeah. As the chicken.
1: Yes, I love it.
0: And also he (laughs) was, of course, the voice and actual on-set character of K2SO in the Rogue One movie. Which
1: and he was in Dollhouse. He yes, he. Have a part he, he in doll
0: it, we're, we're not gonna. I mean, yeah. We, we just want to mention that as stuff that you know you might not know. I, I did not know he played the voice of the chicken. Right. To be honest, I would not have guessed that unless somebody told me and I saw <laughs> it. It was not something I went there and went, huh? I wonder if Alan Tudyk's the voice right. of that chicken.
1: Who voices this chicken?
0: So. Yes.
1: But uh, yeah. I mean, Firefly was just amazing. I I love this the sets. I I love. Every character was just, they had such great, like, behind the, sto- like, their backstories. And just everything about the show is, is phenomenal. So, I was I was yeah. very excited when they announced they were going to do the movie. Now,
0: what kind of show is this? Just in case somebody has not ever watched Firefly or heard of it.
1: Like a space cowboy type thing. Western. Yeah. It's, you know, you've, you've got ex-military,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, that...
0: From a galactic civil war, basically, that took place.
1: That, and he, you know, he becomes, He being
0: Nathan Filling's character right, of Malcolm. Right, sorry,
1: we're talking like we're assuming you, of course, know this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he turns and becomes a brown coat. Mm-hmm. And um, he just takes random jobs.
0: Because after the war's over, he has a ship yes. that he gets that he calls... It's a Firefly-class ship, mm-hmm. hence the name of the show there. Right. Which he named Serenity after the Battle of Serenity Valley. Right. It's, it's Serenity Valley, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. In and, the show. Yeah. And he has another one of his military people, Zoe. Um, she served in the military with him. She is on the ship as well. And then her husband, which Wash. is Wash.
0: Alan Tunick's character.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, and you have Jane, which is phenomenal. I love him.
0: Well, you also have, of course, the brother and sister duo yes. of River and Simon. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you do have uh, Shepherd on there as well. Oh, yeah. And Shepherd. you cannot forget, of course, Kaylee.
1: Kaylee. Yep. The mechanic.
0: Oh. On the ship. And finally, there is somebody else who pops in every now and then. Anara. So you had a very colorful cast of characters and a lot of those, um, Kaylee's the ship's mechanic, strong female role again once again his second in command zoe strong
1: exactly female
0: role again yep. and one the of the
1: typical roles that males would be
0: yes i yes. mean he's still there but i mean obviously and um anara is a very is mm,
1: she's a companion
0: companion yes i was i was like <laughs> they, they have a word for it and yes. i'm not gonna say it, i'm gonna say something far worse but and, and she's, she's a, a very strong female role that you know is able to handle herself and is just kind of She's more along with them for their company than... she need. They need her more than she needs them, I guess, yes, at times. So I, I, I guess that would make sense of mm-hmm. that. And, of course, you got River, who's a living weapon, thanks to... <laughs> well, hold on. Let's, let's, let's actually stop real quick, because we could devote an entire oh, episode yes. to Firefly. But I do want to take a second to point out something. Because yes. this gives me an excuse to finally talk about an anime that I actually enjoyed. Mm. It is, it yeah. is fact... That there is that that this anime that this anime directly influenced this show. The anime is called Outlaw Star. It is a mid late late 90s cowboy space western esque thing, very similar to Cowboy Bebop. But there are scenes that are directly that Whedon took directly from this show, from from this show to put into there as an obvious homage. Outlaw Star is one of my favorite animes. I love it, and I'd love to talk about it. But I think I will save that for more when we discuss Firefly and that Far Off podcast episode in the future,
1: <laughs> which will happen.
0: It's just all a matter of when. Right. So, so I just wanted to take a moment just to say that this is this, this gave me
1: influence.
0: this gave me an excuse to talk about Outlaw Star because yeah. otherwise it would just be me just bringing up Outlaw Star to talk about it. So I got mine in. Yay. But we need to refocus our efforts now back on Whedon and what he does fantastically well. Yes. Which that leads us to the movie Serenity, which was the follow up. And what did he do in that movie? Killed people.
1: Well, of course. <laughs> that we
0: cared about.
1: Well, yeah, but it, it happens. I, I I mean that was.
0: <sighs> Sorry, spoiler warning for a movie that's. <sighs>
1: I know. Old. Uh, the problem. I mean, not the problem really. Um, the the thing is, you gotta kill people because it's just not normal for everybody to survive i mean people are gonna die
0: here's the thing though he does such a good job of building these characters up and and doing such a great job with that that that's what it that it it, it hits at the heartstrings when they die it's just not just some random character dying it is somebody that that you you know it should not be buying the dust like you don't want to because you know how much they have on their plate or you know what what, 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 what burdens they have to bear or what they're trying to what the made, struggle they have?
1: I think that's what made serenity so good, though, is that I, I can't see it any other way. And I, if you haven't seen serenity yet, we're not going to sit here and say who died, um, but it's just a person. Uh, oh a few people <laughs> um, the way he did it was really good you know and and so each each death that did happen was it was very heartfelt and quite a few weepy tears for me at least um you know so it but it was it was very well done though it wasn't pointless death so
0: all right um we're gonna move off from firefly and surrounding now because like i said i'm sure we we'll, keep
1: going Yes, we'll,
0: we will revisit this is just a full discussion one day but he also did a very influential run on a comic series. Don't know if you heard of it, X-Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did Astonishing X-Men, yes. which, which, I will point this out, followed up a very controversial and amazing run by Grant Morrison. So he followed that up by re, you know, trying to reestablish the X-Men after, like I said, very interesting take by Grant Morrison. Mm-hmm. He um, led with the character of Kitty Pride. Um, had of course wolverine and a lot of other people but he did a phenomenal job with these characters and did oh, a yeah. great job writing on it he did not do a, a super long run on it i think it was around 24, 24. yeah i was about to say yeah. it was it was 20 some issues but it, it's 24 and it he did 24. a great job with it other comics he has contributed to is one of your favorite comic yeah, did series an arc
1: for runaways
0: which was which was uh brian k vaughn he mm-hmm. he did that and just to point out, Astonishing X-Men was taken over by Warren Ellis afterwards. So def- definitely, I mean, high caliber stuff there that, that he worked yeah. on. And an interesting thing, the inspiration for Buffy actually came from the X-Men. Do you know which character, Allie? I don't. Kitty Pride. Okay. Kitty Pride actually was the, inspira- uh, the the strong female character that he wanted to have for Buffy. He nice. actually came from an inspiration from Kitty Pride as the character as a character of course way back when he was probably younger reading the comics <laughs> and he used her of course like I said when he did his astonishing X-Men run. Okay. So once again, strong female characters. I hope you're seeing a theme with this. But he's done some other stuff since that since then, um as we mentioned Dollhouse, yes. another thing that is a lot of fun and once again had certain people returning. Nathan Fillion for Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog, which...
1: So, can we take a moment to talk about that show? Uh, excuse me, that musical?
0: Sure thing. That
1: was actually... He was writing that during the writer's strike. I don't know if you remember when that happened years ago. It messed up my one season of Heroes. <laughs> but we won't go on about that. Um, but it was great... Um it was well put together. It was just a, a cheesy it, little. It was fun. It was a love story.
0: It, it was fun. That
1: had a tragic engi- a tragic ending. Um, but it was it was very fun. I and the cast was of course wonderful. You had Nathan Fillion, Neil Patrick Harris,
0: Felicia Day, Felicia Day. Which on that note, if you know what a certain one of those cast members is up to, currently,
1: we've talked hint, about that.
0: Hint, hint. Um, You might want to check out what she is currently working on for a possible nod to what we are discussing right now. Just saying. Mystery Science Theater 3000.
1: Yeah, we mentioned it before.
0: Well, I, I didn't want to spoil the fact that Neil Patrick Harris has a cameo in one of the episodes. Oh, jeez. Oh, oops.
1: Speaking of Neil Patrick Harris, he's great in the new Lemony Snickets. <laughs> but we'll stop <laughs> going <laughs> off on our, like, I watched the first episode, and I really liked it, by the way. But anyway, um, really, really cool little musical. Uh, Definitely surprised me when it came out, and I loved it. So great. Check it out if you have not seen it.
0: So before we get to, I guess, the final, well, there's two parts of this final little arc of what Josh Whedon has done. Cabin in the Woods. Yes. If you have not seen this movie. Great. It is amazing, but I want to say this right now. I don't think you can truly appreciate Cabin in the Woods if you are not somebody who's seen other horror movies. Right. It mainly, definitely calls
1: to other ones.
0: Mainly Evil Dead. Evil Dead. Any of them. Mm, not maybe mainly. Not. Maybe not the... Re- no, it's because uh, it's because it sets up very similarly. But the whole thing is... I'm not trying... Okay, spoiler alert. One minute. And go. Um, Basically, this movie, I feel, is the, like focus point for every other like every horror movie can technically take place in the world that this movie creates and I'm not going to spoil really what happens but basically there's a certain point where there's no holds bar and just everything's Mm -hmm. a go and it's it's amazing. There's a lot of Easter eggs. If you're fans of horror movies, there's a lot of Easter eggs if you're a fan of Josh well, Whedon. Well, talking
1: about the Tommy Westfall theory.
0: There's a lot of connections that I link mean, the, all of the Yeah, of that's stuff. what I'm saying. And this there's is... actually a Whedonverse theory, too, that all of Josh Whedon's shows are actually connected. Mm-hmm. Not getting into that today, though. Right. So... So that, that one, if you're a fan of horror movies, check it out. If you're just a fan of Josh Whedon, check it out. It, it is a great movie. I, I loved it. I thought it was a great love letter. It checks
1: all the boxes of a typical horror movie.
0: And it and it kind of also checks all the boxes of why typical horror movies might all be the way they are. Dun, dun, right. dun, 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 dun. Yeah. So. Well, that's ti- spoiling
1: too much. <laughs> his time
0: at Marvel now. Yes so we've already dis- well
1: the big screen marvel
0: big screen yes big screen <laughs> marvel sorry com- comic marvel okay mm-hmm. so big screen marvel he directed the avengers which we have kind of already discussed
1: wrote and directed
0: wrote and directed sorry wrote and directed the avengers yes. which as was already pointed out i think he did a phenomenal job with the hulk in this um, just just personally he wasn't the hulk was a character that had a rough patch going into this movie so
1: yeah
0: i thought he did an amazing job with it personally um natasha romanoff black widow i think was done phenomenally well too
1: he she was a lot of a lot of people didn't like the way she, he portrayed her
0: Cause in,
1: in age of ultron
0: oh no no i'm i'm talking yeah. about the first one right oh now.
1: i know i was just saying
0: We'll, we'll we'll get to Age of Ultron. We, we gotta get through this first. But another character he built up that had been kind of interwoven and in kind of the the linchpin of the Marvel universe, Agent Coulson. Yes. Who um, I don't think I need to do a spoiler alert for this. Bit it, bit it pretty hard. And actually, is the reason they 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 got together. But he was a character that was just so well developed. The the he was a he was a little fanboy of Captain America. I thought that was a nice little touch. You know, uh-huh. he was he was somebody that everyone like appreciated and everything. And Josh Whedon, as he always does, ripped him right out of our hearts. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Once again, but though that that's what brought the team together.
0: Exactly. So, so was I a, mean it
1: was well placed. <laughs> so so
0: you have him doing a good job of building up the Hulk's character. You have him doing a good job of giving um black widow something to do uh-huh. and in it and i mean she's she's a character that just wasn't standing around just being just eye candy she was actually contributing member of the team
1: right
0: i thought in this and colson i mean he was somebody that everyone knew because he was the one that was linking everything together yes so he did a phenomenal job i thought it was really well done and then he went on to go do agents of shield where colson was brought back
1: right and Which I, was- I remember when that was first announced we we're like what
0: I remember that there was something said that he did not like that Colson was alive. And I was like, how does that work? Cause I thought he... Apparently, later on, he regretted the decision
1: uh-huh. of bringing
0: him back. Now, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has actually gone on to do a lot of stuff. Josh Whedon is, I think, not involved really in anything with it right now, though. Aside from just helping create it.
1: He does do... Um episodes here and there and that sort of thing but
0: i meant like being the head writer or anything he's Mm -hmm. just kind of fills in when he needs to yes or when he wants to now we move on to probably the controversial portion of this
1: age of Ultron. Ultron. age of ultron so
0: you i I guess you want to go first on this one real quick
1: well i just wanted to say like um you know how we've been talking about strong female characters Mm -hmm. this and that and um he's he's been praised for his work of you know Having a very feminist background, being kind of like what we said earlier about his mother. His mother was a huge radical feminist, and so uh, you know he he brought that he's brought that into a lot of his stuff. He always tries to, you know, have empowering roles for females and that sort of thing. Um, but he did get a lot of crap from a lot of people of how he portrayed the Black Widow. Um, well, not the Black, you know, no, Black Widow. Um, in age of ultron they just didn't think that he did her character justice in the second movie they didn't care for it as much um so so he normally does get a lot of credit for it but you know like i said he did he did that's one part of the movie possibly
0: another missed opportunity with scarlet witch too Mm -hmm. being there as well but then again i'm just kind of going on a quick little note is it something that maybe we're just being hardened because we expect that from him now? To do those strong female roles, and when he doesn't, it's kind of a way to are what, mean, what do you you're doing. I
1: didn't have a problem with it, but yes. I, I guess that's why I, a lot I of just, other people maybe are like that. I
0: just wanted to bring yeah. that up as sort of, you know, I'm not trying to defend him, you know, like, oh, he, he did a fine job with this movie or anything. It, it has its issues, but...
1: It wasn't just, terrible.
0: It, here's the thing. It's not... The worst movie ever. Right. But I think that maybe some outside influences on it, possibly Marvel trying to build their universe, um, setting too high of expectations for it, uh, right. certain c- certain things like that might have contributed to it. I don't mind the movie. I like the Hulk and um, the Hulk and Hulkbuster fight. I thought it was very well yeah. done. Um, I think certain parts of it work. It's just kind of one of those. I feel like that was just moving the. They, they sadly took what could have been a very interesting sto- story with Ultron and just kind of moved the universe of Marvel forward and instead I think of...
1: Marvel has that problem recently.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we've we discussed this yeah. kind of previously. It's not like we're saying these are bad movies or it's bad that they're doing this. We understand what they're trying to accomplish, but it's it was one of those... I felt that the movie was more moving a narrative forward. Mm-hmm instead of focusing on what was going the story the, the, the actual the yeah because yeah. ultron's a very interesting character he i is. think that it was mm-hmm. seeing him on screen was very cool yeah though it was a little bit of a letdown that age of ultron was more of a weekend weekend of ultron it seemed like at times um <laughs> right but he did something that i think was very unique hawkeye is not someone who everyone goes is was their favorite character no. Though I did leave that movie having a new appreciation for the character yeah. of Hawkeye. No, I get it. Yeah, and I, I really appreciate that because I, I like Jeremy Renner. I think Hawkeye's an interesting character. Even before this, I, I kind of liked him, but it was one of those characters that it was like, oh, he's going to be the one to bite it, right? Sort of thing. He he, he was always when it was a discussion of who's going to who's going to die, it was him, and he did an amazing job of humanizing him and everything. You know, showing that he had a family. You know, all this stuff behind the scenes, right? of what, you know, is going on with that character. And then you think he's going to be, you're like, oh my gosh, he's, he, he's going to be the one to bite it. He's going to be the one to bite it. And it's Quicksilver, yeah. which, which, which that, that uh, was spoiler. a spoiler. Oh, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> that, that was sort of an interesting twist to the regular Josh Whedon build up a character thing. Not saying there wasn't enough character development for Quicksilver. It was just, if you watched any other thing or read any other thing or just anything he's done before, you kind of were like, oh, no, Hawkeye's going to bite it. Right. But he didn't. And, they, and like, like I said, we, we can discuss at a different time what possible issues this had with. If we were the, just
1: focusing on this movie, yes. yes.
0: But now we get to what he's up to currently. Mm-hmm. He has a World War II movie that he's that he's apparently working on right now, but that's not what we wanted to talk about today. Mm-hmm. He, We have established he does strong female characters. Right. He apparently is going to be doing Batgirl for the DC side of things. Right. And I think that this is a basically he's been given a blank slate to go on, if if I'm correct in this. I think the only thing he really has to do with this is probably build on the just the universe of, you know, Gotham and, you know, possibly some stuff to do with the Bat family. But I think this is something he could do amazingly well. Yeah. Please don't kill Gordon. But anyways. Aww. But anyways. Yeah, leave Gordon alone. But anyways, I think he could do an amazing job with this. Yeah. I'm assuming it's going to be Barbara. Barbara Gordon as a Batgirl. I, 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 can, I don't know if that's been 100% right. confirmed. I'm assuming they're going with that because I've heard that it's the new 52 is what they want to focus on. Okay. But there's, of course, the whole Joker crippled her thing. So or I don't know if they're going. Oracle. Go- yeah, I don't think they're going to go with that approach. Or if it happens, she's recovered from it since then, and we could get flashbacks to it. I would like for them not to go on any of the Killing Joke stuff. I know a lot of people love that, but I mm-hmm. kind of would rather see what he can do on his own with the story. Right. Because I think that that would be some of the best things for him. Yeah. With that. Um, I think a strong female character you could do a great job with. Um, your thoughts on this?
1: Uh, I mean, I'm excited. I Don't get me wrong. I'm a little hesitant of having a bat. Girl movie by herself. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's gonna have to have heavy influences from other characters from the series. But and, and I know that's coming from a female, so maybe maybe I should be all female. Hear me roar! Excited to see a solo Batgirl, but I don't. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I'm definitely he's doing it. I'm excited about it, but I definitely feel like it's gonna have to have, you know nightwing or batman or you, you
0: you feel like it just you can it won't just be supergirl i'm in mean,
1: <laughs> batgirl ma-
0: maybe supergirl will be in it why not um hey let's
1: do a team up <laughs> so
0: i I, th- I think that that you're right that it would probably benefit from having another st- more established character to yeah. maybe draw in people though i'd like to think that josh whedon's writing and his ability oh, to, well, do, yeah, to do characters can can push that forward right so i i'm and,
1: just asking
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um did you know there was another dc lady that he actually had wrote a script for
0: i did actually i can't believe we missed talking about that during his earlier work uh wonder woman apparently he penned a script for wonder woman i don't think that has anything to do with the one that is currently on its way into theaters but but it's very interesting interesting. yeah maybe some elements from that might pop up again in in who knows I don't know. But anyways, we just wanted to take this moment, to, you know, kinda say that we, we really obviously we've just discussed Josh Whedon for a very, very long time and we just want to go real quick to some some comments that we've gotten from yeah. other other people on this. So all right. So we have of course David Ginsberg. Yay. Host of Hi, the David Host of the Tales from the Fandom. Yes. And he put I, I know he's a fan of Buffy. I know he is. I definitely know he is. But he put um
1: Well, he yeah, he put it'd be easier to answer to name the least favorite thing he has done. Age of Ultron for me.
0: Maybe our discussion today might turn that around yeah, for you, David?
1: Maybe. <laughs> Too many favorites to throw out there. Buffy, Firefly, Angel, The Fray comic.
0: Which we didn't mention, sadly.
1: The Frey comic is actually uh, set in the future of the Buffy universe. Mm -hmm. And it's based off of the Slayer Malaka Frey or Malaka Frey. I'm not quite sure how to say it, but, um, so it, yes, that is, that is one that he has wrote in case you don't know what that is. Uh, Astonishing X-Men, Runaways, so much goodness. So yes, David, so much goodness. Yes.
0: And we had another comment from, Actually, Chris Zinger, who I know kind of shares a name with me, possibly, because he's my older brother. And he actually does did our graphic uh, that we use the, the Zingness one, with the comic book-looking explosion. He's the one who actually did that up for us. And if you want to check out any other work he does, you can check out Zinger Photo on Instagram. All one word. Yeah, at, at, at Zinger Photo, all one word on Instagram. So, right. he put Angel. So, obviously a fan of the successor to the Buffy series yes so so this was a fun discussion if you guys want to weigh in and tell us your favorite thing that Josh Ween's done definitely definitely mention that to us as well you can always tweet at us and all that fun goodness but speaking of fun goodness don't know if I pointed this out before on the podcast I used to play magic a lot Me
1: too. a lot (laughs) and
0: I've and I've been in and out of it several times well
1: we used to do couples yeah,
0: we we did that one where it was so a doubles, and I'm and and I I use slivers, and you use ah. and th- then that got banned from ever being played again.
1: Yeah, we we killed it.
0: Killed yeah. It. <laughs> Anyways, um, so roundabout way, I'm actually participating in the weird tournament. Yes. Uh, for the next few months that involves it, where you basically kind of self draft. It's 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 weird because you're only allowed to use certain car like.
1: That's interesting. You,
0: it, it's You basically buy X number of cards, and you can only build decks from those X number of cards, and you're able to add new packs. But like let's say I go out and buy another pack. I can't add that to it. I can only use from the sets I've opened. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting way to do this tournament, yeah. and it's actually being done on – I'm doing it online, but – Anyways,
1: that's where I think it's interesting is the online thing. Yeah. Like I, we've done drafts before. Yeah. But this is it, but, to but me but it's the, But
0: the new series that that that's the other reason. Mm-hmm. Like I was asked about it and I was I've normally brush it off, but the new series Amon, I'm I'm on That's
1: what we're saying.
0: Yes, that's how we're saying it. Yes. Um very Egyptian <laughs> themed. It seems like there's a, it's once again we're we're not a podcast focused on tabletop games we're not against discussing them though which i'm oh, sure yes. will probably come up I more could,
1: i could discuss tabletop all the time but
0: but yes. i'm sure we'll discuss <laughs> certain things munchkins possibly stuff like that but yeah, yeah. but that being said um Ellie actually picked up some cards as well, and we might be doing some YouTube content.
1: Well, I didn't want to be left out, and I got super jealous when you started doing that, and I wanted to get my own pack.
0: So she got her own pack. Yeah, That's going to be the one. I mean, we, we've got older cards we're going to use, so yeah. so look forward to some YouTube content possibly coming out. Search Zingness um, YouTube, and I'll try to actually update that. I haven't been updating it with our podcast recently, so shame on me, but I'll get yeah. an update and look for a possible... <laughs> Possible matches between the two of us and other tabletop yeah. games being you want to learn
1: how to play Magic?
0: We're probably not going to teach people. We're no. probably going to get taught ourselves probably <laughs> from some of the newer stuff.
1: True, yeah, because whenever they change stuff, it's like relearning it.
0: Yes, and so we're excited to actually, you know be playing magic Sword. Yeah, let us know I'm, if
1: you watch it if you like that kind of thing i'm
0: limiting myself oh. i'm warning myself oh. now and putting it on recording that okay. i'm limiting myself with this series to only buy for the tournament i'm playing in
1: okay
0: i'm just saying but yeah it, we'll, we'll do that it's a lot of fun you'll see different decks that we've created mm-hmm. and i'm currently in the process of creating an older black deck which i'm not a big fan of th- of swamp, personally, but I
1: I'm, love me some swamp.
0: But to counteract Ellie's evil, I am pouring all my hate, <laughs> malice, and anger into a deck. I'm forging the one deck to rule them all. No, actually, I'm joking. It won't rule them all, but it should be fun. I mean, he we'll, likes
1: my infect deck.
0: I hate infect.
1: <laughs> if you guys have played Magic, I years ago, it.
0: it would have had yes, to have been years great. ago for infect. Look. Yeah. I know we're running long with shout-outs and everything, but I want to make sure to give one to Scott Gotleski for being on our Read This for Copperhead um, last week. So definitely making sure to give a shout-out to him. You can, of course, find him on Twitter, and you can find him on our episode. He also hosts his own episode, The Tig Show, or The Illustrious Gentleman, with Ryan Cody. And I just want to say this. Ryan Cody also has another podcast that he does aside from The Illustrious Gentleman called My Patronus is a Podcast, which is a chapter-by-chapter discussion of Harry Potter. So if you're a fan of that, definitely check that out. We're going to kind of close. Actually, no. I got one more announcement to make. You guys are in luck this week. Oh. What what is happening this week? Because today's May 1st, so...
1: Oh yes!
0: May the fourth be with yes, you. Yes, Star well, Wars. Well, we are already doing, you know, of course, Star Wars related stuff. If yes. you have anything from the expanded universe or Legends you want us to talk about, mm-hmm. definitely leave something because we're getting a lot of stuff together. You never that. have too
1: much Star Wars.
0: So that be our Star Wars discussion this month. But I used the Force, searched my feelings, and knew it to be true. I actually was joined by another podcast. (laughs) I had to go to a galaxy far, far away and then down the hall.
1: Oh, 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 nice.
0: (laughs) Yes, so I was joined by Chet from down the hall. And on May the 4th, we will be putting out a very special special edition of our star wars discussions yes. it will just be numbered as a normal episode ellie was not involved with it which will be explained in the episode yes
1: it's fine it's fine but
0: we are discussing
1: it's still great theories <laughs>
0: on what's going on in star wars mm-hmm. on what all of the stuff from the last jedi trailer means mm-hmm. me and him discuss that it's a great um episode and we will have that out on may the fourth yes. so hopefully you're able to click subscribe and follow use your force powers to be able to guide you to listen to that episode Heck yeah. but i'm warning you we do discuss possible spoilers we don't know anything more than anyone else well, there's so, theories, so. They're, they're, they're theories but the problem is we could be right yes or the good thing is we could be right
1: oh oh yes
0: so who knows it's a great discussion like i said definitely check that out there'll mm-hmm. be more information about that to come
1: award-winning podcast
0: yes they are <laughs> So, um, with that, you can, of course, if you want updates on that, you can always go to our Twitter account. Yep. Which is at Zingness and find out more information on there. I'll be updating on there as well as our Instagram as well at Zingness Podcast. And you can, of course, listen to that podcast that we're going to be having out the on May 4th or any other podcast we've done and possibly and our and the, any other podcast we've done and future episodes we're doing on iTunes. Uh-huh.
1: Mm-hmm soundcloud
0: stitcher Stitcher, yep google play and make sure to leave us a five-star review on itunes we'd love getting them it helps us out a lot you can also as i said earlier we're gonna have some more content available for youtube soon i am making it my personal goal to work on updating all the information for that soon so you can find us just search youtube subscribe we'll we'll be like i said you might see us playing some magic and having some interesting discussions while doing it yep so, you can, of course, YouTube Zing This. Just search just search Zing This on YouTube. Yeah. You can also find us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Zing This. If you want to contribute to the Patreon. podcast, you yep. can, of course, go to Patreon.
1: www.patreon.com slash Zing This.
0: If you want to join the conversation, you can always go to Facebook and find us Zing This. Right. And if you
1: want to reach out to us, email us. Directly. Yeah. You can go to zingthis at gmail.com.
0: Finally, DJ Golden Boy.
1: 89.
0: Play us out. Michael Bay sound.
1: Oh, right. That was the cue for this. Show. I thought you wanted me to make one. I'm sorry. Oh, you must be talking about call. call- bit. bit, bit.